0: Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. It's a five-week a five series called Do You Even Lift? Now, I didn't really get the kind of like the little analogy that Dan was painting, and then actually him saying it then, it made perfect sense. Um, But as Dan said, as we're following on the kind of shepherd series, I loved the shepherd series. Uh, I thought it was one of my favorite series that we've done in in church in the recent few years. Um, And if we want to be a church that follows the voice of God, we've got to be a church that lives that out. We've got to be a church that builds our faith, and not just on a Uh, You know, not just a one-time only thing, that has to be a daily decision. And, again, those of you that know me know that I sometimes go to the gym. I sometimes, I don't lift, to be fair, I'm more of a cardio guy. Uh, But, um, you know, I sometimes do go to the gym. Uh, And I do that mainly because I want to stay healthy, I want to stay sharp. I always find the days that I actually do work out before I go to work, I actually have the most productive days. I actually have the most energy. Um, you know, I'm probably the most mentally sharp when, I, when I've actually done a bit of exercise. Um, so I kind of get this analogy. I get this analogy that, you know, the, the, your physical exercise kind of mirrors this spiritual exercise as well, that actually there is, there is mus- muscles connected to our faith that we need to, we need to grow, we need to work out. So this morning I'm going to kind of hammer this analogy of, what, of uh, going to the gym versus uh, reading your Bible. But I'm, I'm excited to be part of, of this church and because I think this church, if we, you know, we want to dream big. We are dreaming big. We've got some big plans. We believe that God's going to do some big things in our church. Um, but as Dan said, we need to be a church that's actually going to be willing to step into that. And that might be taking risks. That might be doing stuff that, we, uh, that only God can come through on. So that's like operating outside of our depth and outside of our comfort. Uh, and to do that, we have to have faith. And to do that, we need to be strong individuals. So if we as a church want to be a church that changes this community, we have to have individuals that have strong, deep-rooted, sustained faith. Otherwise, we just thought we can talk a good game, but nothing will ever happen, and nothing will ever change. So that's the purpose, I think, of this series, is to challenge us as individuals to take responsibility to grow our own faith. And I'm going to start by looking at that this morning, and and I've been uh, tasked to look at the source of our faith. What is the source of our faith? So if you have your Bibles... uh, I've not got one set passage today, but there's one passage that kind of underpins it, and it's Romans 10, verse 17. Um, So if you want to jump, I'm going to jump around a little bit today, but if you want to go there first, that would be great. So Romans 10, verse 17, so it says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, verse 17. And as kind of Dan hinted at, as he did the little bit of the intro, I, um, those of you that know me know that I like to know what's going on. I like to know everything that's happening. I like to be in control. And when I became a Christian 20 years ago, that was one of my biggest struggles, was letting go of that control. And I think right now I have never been less certain and yet more confident in what I'm doing. And I think as a Christian, that's where we need to try and get to because it's a constant battle between, I think every day we can wake up and we have a choice whether we can go down one path or we can go down another. Or we can go down our own path in our own strength and trust in our own abilities or we can go down God's path and trust in his strength and his provision. And as a Christian for 20 years, I've, been, I've struggled to make that call on a daily basis There's been some times where I've walked down the path where, you know, I can do this myself. I have enough of the skills. I have enough ability. I've got enough of my own strength to do this. But I find myself now in a bit of a time where I would consider we as a church are going through a bit of a transition, but also me as an individual, I feel like I'm going through a bit of a transition. And a transition gives you an opportunity to trust God. Or to try and work it out on your own. And I think right now this morning as a church, we have an opportunity which path we want to walk walk down or to carry on the kind of gym analogy, we have a, a, a choice of which thing to train. Are we going to train our own strength, our own abilities? Are we going to back that or are we going to trust God? Are we going to trust his strength and his power? So as we just read Romans 10, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God it kind of makes perfect sense that to be able to believe in anything to be able to have faith in anything you need to know about it you need to to hear about it you need to see it but then it says so faith comes by hearing and I get that that makes a lot of sense but then hearing by the word of God so faith comes by hearing the word of God the word of God is our source of faith. So reading the Bible is central, if not critical, to strengthening our faith. It is the spiritual workout that we need to stay healthy and to grow our spiritual muscles. So I've got three points this morning. They're all kind of loosely connected to um, going to the gym. The first one is that the Word of God... Is our daily workout, or the Word of God is supposed to be our daily workout? Now you might be sat in here this morning going, "I don't really know. What, what do you even mean by the Word of God?" I'm talking about the Bible, and I listened to a preacher a few weeks ago, and it made me laugh, and I nearly did it, and I, I kind of bottled it. He uh, he was talking about something like this, and he just said, he he made up a verse. I think he quoted Psalm 151. For those of you who know, there's 150 psalms. And he made up some kind of like Instagram quote, and everyone was like, hmm, yeah, amen. And he was just like, oh, no. My job as a preacher is to present something. Your job is to go and check it out. So it's nice that you trust me. It's nice that you take everything that I say for face value, but actually, you know, your job, oh, good. (laughs) That's good news. Um, But it's your job to go and check it out for yourself. But I also want to look at why is it so important to read the word of God? Why is it the source of our faith? Why is it a muscle that we need to um, train? So first of all, in Psalm 33, verse 6, it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. So there's power in the, word of, in the Word of God. Psalm 89, verse 33 says, I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. So there's promises in God. God will not change his mind. He will do what he says he will do. And then in John 8, verses 31 and 32, this is Jesus talking to the Jews who believed him. Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So there's power in God's word. There's promises in God's word and there's also truth in God's word. And then in John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So God's word is, God's word is truth. And that truth is Jesus. Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And then finally, in in John 1, verse 14, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and of truth. So God's Word is truth. Jesus is truth. And Jesus is God's Word. Jesus became flesh. So the truth equals Jesus. Jesus equals God's word made flesh. Jesus equals God's word. See, the importance of scriptures is that not only does it point us to truth, but it points us to Jesus. Now, I've heard some Christians in, in the past few years kind of go, oh, I don't need to read my Bible because I know Jesus. Yeah, but I've got a, I've got a relationship with Jesus. I don't need to read scripture. But then this kind of blows that apart because you only know Jesus from reading scripture. You only get to know Jesus by reading and hearing the word of God. And that is how our faith is strengthened. That is how our faith muscle is exercised from reading and hearing the word of God. And that is supposed to be our daily workout. We can't be a Christian that claims to have a good, healthy, strong relationship with Jesus if we're not constantly in his word. So the first, the first point is, the word of God is to be our daily workout. The second point is that it's not the thought that counts. It is not the thought that counts. There is a big difference between saying you're going to go to the gym and actually going to the gym. And uh, as Holly and Dan will probably say, I'm a good example of that. The night before I can make all the promises, the morning of, a bit windy, it's quite cold. <laughs> Actually, Dan's worse than me. Um, <laughs> but seriously, there's, there's, the value of the Bible is not in just knowing it, it's in obeying it. it's in following it. And In James 1, verse 22, it says, Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. So knowing the Bible is of little benefit unless you practice it. And as I said at the beginning, I've never been less certain, yet more confident about the next couple of years of my life. I have no idea what they all look like. But I trust in God's plan and I trust in God's provision. And I'm confident in the second, even when I don't have a clue about the first. And that's faith, right? That's faith. Having confidence in God, even then, when you don't know what that will look like. Even then, you don't know what the next step looks like. And that's the difference between what James is talking about here. You can have faith in something, but you have to have an active faith. This doesn't mean you get to sit at home on your hands and just wait for God to reveal his big plan or to move you to the place that he wants you to do. He can do that, but my experience is that he won't do that. You're, you have a role in this as well. I think, and I look back over some of the, kind of the times where I feel like God has been speaking directly to me, there's only been a couple of times where I've, I've, I've felt 100% confident that this is what God is saying me to do. The rest of the time I've acted on a maybe. I heard a preacher call, a preacher um, I listened to a few months ago and it kind of stuck with me and he had this kind of line that it takes faith to move on a maybe. And that kind of struck me a little bit. It's easy to move on a certainty, right? It's easy to move when you know what you're moving to faith is moving on a maybe so even when it doesn't work out God will it doesn't sometimes work out the way that we're supposed to work or we think it's going to work but actually God will work in it anyway And sometimes I, I kind of like fear, well actually if I if I do this, maybe it will move me further away from what God's supposed to what actually really has planned for me. Or oh, I'm I'm so I'm so scared of making the wrong decision. But maybe God will use the thing that I think I'm supposed to do to lead me to the thing that He really has me for me to do. So maybe God will use a thing that I'm, I think I'm supposed to do to lead me to the thing that I'm really supposed to do. And I'm sure there's people in this room that can actually testify to that. You know, God just wanted you to take a step. God just wanted you to act on a maybe. And that might not lead directly to where God wants you to be, but it's that act of obedience that shows that you, you actually have faith in God. And like I said, this is not... Uh, You know, faith is a free gift. Jesus is a free gift. That doesn't mean we sit there and wait for it to land at our lap. You know, God's asked us to do our part in this. And our part in it is to to be active. Our part is to move on a maybe. But maybe you'll never find that out because you're too scared to move. Because I think... As, we're, as, as a church, as we're starting to grow, as we're starting to, to do different things and new things, everyone, God might have put something on your heart. God might have put something on your heart for you to do. That might be a person, it might be a situation, it might be a group of people, it might be a ministry. And God's saying, go on then. And you might, you might be too scared to move. You might be too scared to do anything about it. And we might all have great ideas. I have lots of great ideas. Lots of good ideas. <laughs> but it's not the, the value is not in the idea. The value is, on, is in the courage to act on that idea. Because even if it doesn't work out, God works out. So that's the second point. It isn't the thought that counts. We have to be active in our faith. And my, uh, the third point is when, is when you work out, you actually have to work out. And I know that kind of doesn't make any sense. But when you work out, you actually have to work out. Just going to the gym doesn't mean you're healthy. Me and Dan go to the gym and sit in the sauna longer than we exercise. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily. It's about 50-50. But just coming to church and picking up your Bible doesn't mean that you're a healthy Christian. Just being here right now doesn't mean you're a healthy Christian. In, the, in James it says, not just, not to merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. So not just listening, but hearing. There's a difference, isn't there, between listening and hearing. And hearing produces understanding and action. Now, I'm not much of a storyteller, and I used to always think that, because Dan always says, you know, shares lots of stories, and I'm like, I'm organized, silly things don't happen to me, but like, I turn up at the airport on time. <laughs> <laughs> I plan, I realize that I've got to go from one airport to the other airport, um, but I'm I'm laughing because what I'm about to tell you kind of blows that out of the water. Not the story, just the fact that I'm organized. So I've never told this story to anyone before, but possibly the stupidest thing that I have ever done has happened in the last couple of weeks. And literally this is going to be, there's no one that knows that I've done this. Maybe Tom if he's read a letter that's been on the side of our counter at home. Uh, So before Christmas, um, I got caught speeding. I'm I'm feeling the judgment right now. <laughs> was it? Well, cheers, Sue. <laughs> you know what they say: "Him with it, who is without sin, cast the first stone." <laughs> just uh, <laughs> you know, just because I'm better at getting caught than you lot doesn't mean. <laughs> Doesn't mean just because you don't get caught doesn't mean it's not a sin. Um, but yeah, so I got caught speeding before Christmas. And luckily enough, enough time had passed since the last time I did a speed awareness course. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making a joke of this. I really am not. But it, it is quite funny. Um, so they let me do another speed aware- awareness course, which I did on the 2nd of February, uh, a month ago. And in that course, we learned a lot of stuff. It's four hours. Uh, You know, you have to, you can, I now know, I could tell you every speed limit of every road. I could tell you the difference between the stopping distance at 31 miles an hour and 30 miles an hour. I could also tell you that if you're traveling at 80 miles an hour on the motorway as opposed to 70, over a 30-mile stretch, you're only saving yourselves four and a half seconds. (laughs) I know all that knowledge didn't change the fact that two weeks later I got caught speeding (laughs) I'm sharing this story because I want you to understand there's a difference between listening I have all the information I knew what they were telling me but I didn't put it into action and I know most of you are listening to me now I can't see any of you asleep uh, I know you're hearing these words or listening to these words, but are you actually hearing these words? Are you actually going to take these words, God's word, and put them into action? Now, the reason why I, it's not because I went to that speed awareness course and forgot everything that was said. I retained a surprising amount of information uh, from, that, from that day. I just didn't think it applied to me. I'm a good driver. I, I think my reflexes are so much better than everyone else that I could stop quicker at 31 miles an hour than other people. Slightly ironically, since that, I've actually had to wear glasses, which <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe is a sign that um, you know I'm not as good as everyone else when it comes to eyesight and uh, reflexes. Um, but the reason I say this is because I became complacent i become a complacent driver, like, nothing needs to, I'm okay, I'm a good driver, I don't need to stop, I don't need to stop speeding, I don't need to stop what I'm doing, I drive a lot, like, I'm not making excuses, but I drive about 100 miles a day, like, the law of probability suggests that I'm going to get caught speeding every now and again, Um, (laughs) not making excuses, (laughs) I'm just putting them out there, you can get, come to your own conclusions, 100 miles a day, that's a lot. Yeah, Manchester's a long way. Um, but I, I become that, that complacent driver. Yeah. And I think there's, some other, there's other parts of me that would be like, well, actually, there's just a bit of laziness in there as well. Like, I know the information, but I haven't applied the information because I'm not, you know, I, I've got cruise control on my car. I set it to 80. <laughs> actually, does this go out? Actually, no, I don't set it to 80, 70. <laughs> I'm joking. Can we just, re- we're going to rewind. <laughs> but all of what, I guess all of what I'm saying is that, that sometimes we've put blockers into hearing the information that we are given. And I think some of those blockers can be complacency. Oh, I don't need to know that. This doesn't apply to me. This applies to everybody else, but it doesn't matter about me. Or it could be laziness in that I hear what you're saying, and I have the best intentions of going to the gym in the morning, but do you know what? I can't be bothered. I've got the best intentions of going home right now and then reading 20 chapters of the Bible before I go to sleep tonight. But do you know what? You won't because Corey will be on later or you won't because the foot is on, or something else, or you might be tired, so we'll start again tomorrow. And another blocker from working out can be fear. And I've loved these last two weeks on fear. Because I think faith and fear go hand in hand. And And fear can be a blocker from hearing the word of God. So when you have an inability to hear the word of God, whether that's complacency, whether that's laziness, or whether that's fear, you waste a lot of energy. You waste a lot of time and effort. When you have an inability to hear the word of God, you waste time and energy and worry. And maybe we hide away in our own little kind of everything, our own little mindsets or our kind of like patterns or we like to isolate ourselves a little bit or keep away from certain people or actually back away from taking any risks or back away from people. And actually, what that does is put a bit of this blocker between us and, and God and puts, gives us this inability to hear what God is saying to us. And I think one of the purposes of doing this series is that we can go through, or Christians can go through their their lives wondering why they've got doubt or wondering why they're stuck in this circle of sin or wondering why uh, they're stuck in a particular situation and then complaining that they're not hearing from God, complaining that um, you know, God's just not giving them any direction. You might be getting frustrated. You might be getting angry. You might, you, know, you might not know what to do, but all what God is saying to us this morning is that we have the means to hear his will. We have the means to hear his voice. But sometimes our fear and our laziness and our complacency prevent us from hearing it. God has given us the means of which to hear him, the means of which to get wisdom, the means of which to get understanding. So you right now have the tools in your hand, but you have to decide to use them. Proverbs 4, verses 4 to 5 says, He taught me and said, Lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. So there's only one way to get wisdom. There's only one way to get understanding. There's only one way to build our faith muscle. There's only one way to get a deeper, stronger, sustained relationship with Jesus. And that's through reading the Word of God. That's through reading the Bible. So, if the, uh, if the band want to jump up, I just want to recap a little bit on those three points. The first point is that the Word of God is our daily workout, the Word of God is the source of our faith. It is how our relationship with Jesus is developed, it's how our relationship with Jesus is strengthened. The second point is that it's not just the thought that counts. It also requires action. We have to be willing to act on a maybe. God will work when we act. He won't just move. And as I said before, it's a, it's a partnership. You know, that verse in James, don't just listen, but do. That's a partnership. That requires Something from God and requires something from us. And like I said, God has given us a free gift of faith. He's given us the free gift of Jesus. But we have to do something with that. We have to act upon that. Now, sometimes when you hear that verse in James, you think, oh, I, to justify my faith, I have to do certain things. No, because of my faith, I do those things. It's not a load of boxes that you need to tick it's not something that you have to do to say that you're a Christian or to show that you're a Christian you behave like that you do those things because of your relationship with Jesus because of that understanding and that wisdom that you get from spending time in his word
1: and if we stop
0: working out or we go and don't actually work out I think we become frustrated I think we can become cynical I think we've become complacent we've become lazy and maybe we've become Christians that actually are gripped in fear as Dan's been saying these last two these last two weeks don't let fear hold you back from a relationship with Jesus because he's given us the tools it's a dead simple message this morning the source of our faith is the word of God the word of God is Jesus is the best way to grow your spiritual muscles, that's the best way uh, to strengthen your relationship, to build a more sustained relationship and to hear the word of God so I don't want to be part of of a church of spiritually unhealthy people I don't want to be a church of chubby lazy Christians Don't actually flex their muscles a little bit. I want to be a church that flexes our muscles. I want to be a church that makes a bit of a difference in this community. But to do that, that's not just on the pastor, that's not just on the leaders, that's on all of us. We have to take personal responsibility. have to take personal responsibility to build our faith and to exercise our faith. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is Jesus. We just thank you that you love us so much that you sent your son and he became flesh and he dwelled amongst us. He showed us what it is to live a perfect, sinless, blameless life and he took all of our sin on the cross, Father, He took everything that we deserve in our place so we could have a relationship with You and we could have direct access to, to You. So, Father, we just thank You for Your Word. We just pray this morning uh, and we apologize for the time where maybe we start to walk down our own paths, that we start to put our own ambitions and our own skills and our own strength to the test and we don't look towards You. So, Father, we just pray right now as a church and as a body that we. Uh, we can start to flex and work out our spiritual muscles, Father. We actually get to spend time digging into your word. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.